Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Okay, we're rolling. Hi, Carol. Hello. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm doing great. Good. I, I know you've had a rough week. It's all right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what, Wednesday? So do you it's going to get better. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, he can cut it out. Um, no, I'm good. You're okay. good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So my story, I actually got it off of MSN.com. They uh, were running in a bunch of ghost stories for Halloween. And um, I thought, oh, this would be a good place to look for something. And they had like some kind of story about haunted roads around the United States. Ooh. And so I found one. I'm doing mine on the Shades of Death Road. I love the name, Shades of Death. Shades of Death in Warren County, New Jersey. <laughs> Nothing good comes from New no. Jersey. Well, except for this thing right here, <laughs> of which I'm going to tell you. So it's in New Jersey, as I mentioned. It's a two-lane rural road that runs along Jenny Jump State Park and Ghost Lake. And there's a pass called Haunted Hollow. So, Ooh. I mean, they're all – it's all set up for ghosts. Halloween I tours. mean, there's, there's nothing but ghosts in this area. Trust me. Um, it was first believed that the road was named The Shades because there were beautiful trees that hunt over the road that gave it a lot of shade for the travelers who used it. Um, Ghost Lake was created in the early 20th century when there was two wealthy local men who dammed the creek between their houses. What do you mean they dammed the creek? There they was cursed a creek- it? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes. They built a dam and then they cursed it and that made it haunted. Okay, this makes sense now. Yeah, I thought so. When they dammed the creek, uh, they noticed that in the morning that a creepy vapor would rise off the lake that would form ghostly apparitions and they thought, oh, let's name it Ghost Lake and it stuck. That's creative. I think so. When they when they created this dam, um, they named it Haunted Hollow, the pass Haunted Hollow because I think the road actually runs over that part of the of the lake. Okay. Jenny Jump State Park was actually believed to be named after a girl named Jenny who jumped to her death as she was being chased. Ooh. So as the legend goes, her ghost walks between the trees to this day. The reason that Shades of Death Road became Shades of Death Road, basically there were so many deaths that happened around this road and on this road that eventually the locals said, let's change the name of Shades Road to Shades of Death Road. What is it, you ask, that made it, <laughs> <laughs> made it such a horrible place? What made it such a horrible <laughs> place besides these horrible names? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Carol. There were uh, a couple murders. There was one in the late 1920s and in a couple in the 1930s. One was a man that was murdered when someone hit him, hit him over the head with a tire iron and stole his money. Oh, that's a new weapon. Mm-hmm. A tire iron. Yeah. Yeah. What, did his car break down or something? I don't know because it was a long time ago and I don't think there was a whole lot of cars out in the world yet, but someone had a tire iron on them and saw that he had some gold and they took it to his head and bashed him in and killed him. 
Then there was a woman who decapitated her husband, and she buried one part of his body on one side of the road and then the remaining part on the other side. I have Ooh. no idea which side was on which side of the road. but I think she was thinking that if she buried it on opposite sides, nobody could put the two bodies together, or the parts of the bodies together and right. identify the body. Maybe that's what she was thinking. Smart. Mm -hmm. But she got caught. I've watched enough <laughs> of these shows to know how a real killer thinks, Holly. There you go. I know. A lot of times I think people today, when they do a decapitation, they'll take the head and the hands so that you cannot identify any part of the actual torso, right? Huh. Back me up on this. Okay. Yes, they yeah. do. They take Although... the hands and the head. So uh, she decapitated her husband, yada, yada. And then finally, there was a local resident named Bill Cummings who was brutally shot to death and buried in a roadside mud pile. His murder was never solved. Poor guy. Poor guy. He's like one of those bog bodies that they're going to find years later and he's perfectly preserved. Yeah, because he's been in the mud the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walking around like a zombie out there. Uh, there was also a group of men back way back in the days. This is like the horse and buggy days where um, they were called highwaymen and they would lay in wait in the trees for the travelers oh, to come up the road. And I've then actually they would, heard about that. Have you heard about that? They would jump out and rob them. You've not. Look at you, you're lying. <laughs> no, wait, no. <laughs> wait, that was Robin Hood. <laughs> that was Robin you're Hood. You're Robin Hood men in tights. Yes. This is a completely different thing than we're talking about right now. <laughs> Where they jump out of the trees and, and like, then they and then they <laughs> steal and they, then they flash dance you to death. <laughs> and they steal the gold from the passerby. Yes. But then they also would slit their throat. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was also rumored that these guys, what they were doing to the travelers, got back to the people in the town. Ooh. And the people of the town went and hunt the, hunted them down, and then they tried them, and then they hanged them in the trees. There, so we've got a couple of murders, and then we've got a, a gang of bandits who were taking people's stuff and killing them. Then we have a town seeking revenge, all on this little seven-mile stretch of road. That That's happened. amazing. I know. And then there was also a little uh, pond, swampland nearby, and it actually bred a bunch of malaria-carrying insects, like mosquitoes and that sort of thing, and they nested right off of the road. And so a lot of the local people became sick with malaria and died because they were not close to any medical care. So we also have a lot of people dying of natural causes from these um, mosquitoes that are carrying malaria everywhere. They've had a lot of death on this road, and that's why they changed the name of it from Shades Road to Shades of Death Road. Um, but there's also a story of a girl who was on her way home from prom when her boyfriend lost control of the car and the road was slippery, and she died. And her ghost can still be walking down the middle of the road in her uh, burned, torn prom dress. That's so sad. Looking for her ride home. This is really scary stuff. I know. I think we need to check it out. On Halloween night. <laughs> definitely. At the witching hour. We definitely um, need to check this out. So then also there is a legend of a Native American spirit guide who supposedly takes the shape of a deer and appears at oh. various points along the road at night. And if the drivers see him and they do not slow down sufficiently, they will soon get into a serious car accident with the deer. You can't make this shit up. That a deer causing like a ghost deer. A ghost deer. It can happen. Causing accidents. Yeah. Haven't okay. you ever hit your hasn't your car ever hit a ghost deer? No. Carol. A real deer. 
(laughs) (laughs) And anyway, anybody that's a good driver is just supposed to run over the deer and just stay straight. Oh, my God. We definitely have to take that out. Because... (laughs) No, hear me out. Hear me out. Because swerving, you'll go off the road. You'll probably hit the deer anyway. And deers can navigate over your car. I mean, they, they're pretty good at that. So if you just stay straight, you know, that's that's the way to handle it. Do you even break for the deer? No, and, and that's the thing. And then psych, it's just a ghost. So you just go right through the deer anyway. <laughs> well, that'll be an interesting theory. I may never test it out because I'm always going to assume that I'm going to hit a deer. But you know what? Hitting a deer is deadly, though, if it, it really be. happens. Yeah. Unless that's They're why you drive big, big trucks. And they can fly right through your windshield, and they can kill you, actually. They can. My, my sister-in-law hit a deer a couple of years ago, and she had done massive damage to her car, and she had to go get, get it taken care of in the shop. Yeah, that's why when I'm on mountain roads, I want a big, big car I'm driving. Yeah. Because that's going to that's gonna win against a deer. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, the last part of my story. Cut all that out, Josh. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> the last part of my story, it's another legend. It tells of a bridge uh, where if you, the driver stops past midnight with their high beams on and honk their horn three times, they will see the ghosts of two young children who were run over while playing in the road. This oh, legend actually... <laughs> These are terrible stories. They're awful. You're welcome. This legend actually refers to a bridge over the Flat Brook on Old Mine Road, not far from the Shades of Death. The bridge is no longer accessible by car, as a newer, larger bridge was built next to it. And then the original bridge can be reached on by foot. And there's one other little funny thing that I thought was kind of funny. There is a place called either Cat Hollow or Cat Swamp. And it's named that because there's a pack of vicious wild cats that live there who frequently okay. and lethally attack travelers along the road. And, and I can just picture a bunch of fluffy cats. So you've got, yeah. So running you, up and down this road, hissing and jumping at people from the trees. I mean, that's that's awesome. Everything in this town jumps from trees. I know. And I- You've got like think, mosquitoes. You've got cats. You've got, cats. You've got bandits. I can just see these cats running around going, and then just getting you, scratching you up. I think it goes back to those first two dudes who built the dam and then cursed it with their damning words and then were like, this should be Ghost Lake and this is Haunted Hollow and that kind of set things up for catastrophe right. after that. Never underestimate the power of your words. No. That was a great story, Thank Holly. Thank you so much. Chase of Death Super Road. Super creepy. Warren County, New Jersey. Thank <laughs> you, everyone. You got me really nostalgic for one of my favorite all-time spooky stories. So great! I'm going to introduce this with a nursery rhyme. Okay. I just had to, you know, change it up a bit. Yeah. Okay. As I was walking home one night, I saw a stranger by a light. His arms were long. His head was small. I've never seen a man so tall. <laughs> his arms reached out and grabbed me tight. I went along without a fight. I looked and saw he had no face, and then my heart began to race. He spoke to me without a sound and picked me up right off the ground. The Slender Man took me away to never see new light of day. Nice. That's a great poem. Yeah, I didn't write it, (laughs) but we'll give credits later. (laughs) (laughs) On May 31st, 2014, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, 
12-year-olds Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser lured their friend Peyton Luther into the woods and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt, they said, to impress a fictional character that had been talked about on Creepypasta. This is like an online forum where researchers can submit fake or true ghost stories, and they also have other strange tales on there. But originally, the Slender Man character was first created by Eric Knudsen in mm-hmm. 2009. He actually was trying to submit photoshopped images on a Create Paranormal uh, thread for a website contest that they were running called Something Awful. That's That sounds great. And his photos were Something Awful. I bet. Yeah. The Slender Man is described as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head and face wearing a black suit. He has four to eight long tentacles on his back, which can be contracted at will. Hmm. His limbs and torso can also stretch to inhuman length to terrorize his prey. He can be seen photographed in large groups of children and doesn't seem concerned at all with being seen in the daylight. He seems to enjoy psychologically torturing his victims and appears to float or drift almost dance-like when he walks. Hmm. He likes bribing others, too, to kill each other or to kill an unsuspecting victim. Now, the Slender Man has inspired many, many stories online and has also been the inspiration for Marble Hornets, and Sony did put out a Slender Man movie in 2018. They did? I think it's bad, though. I haven't watched it. It must be. I didn't even hear about it. Um, But back to the story of what happened, Geyser reported that Slender Man would speak to her teleport in and out of existence and threaten her own life if she did not comply with his requests. Geyser wanted to prove she was not imagining him and that he was real. She also was absolutely convinced her own family would be killed if she failed the Slender Man. In addition to this awful story, there have also been numerous other crimes connected to the Slender Man character. A 13-year-old Ohio girl believed to be obsessed with the Slender Man attacked her mom with a knife. Really? I didn't hear about that one. Wow. And a 14-year-old girl from Florida reportedly set her house on fire after reading about Slender Man, saying she wanted to kill her parents. Later, um, the police found her in a park reading a book called Soul Eater. What? Yeah. And she texted her mom afterwards apologizing, saying, I didn't know why I did that, mom. Did anyone get hurt? So she kind of acted like she didn't recall it. That's crazy. It's Um, almost like Slender Man is a tool for mentally ill kids to act out. Yeah. The police found her journal, and this is the creepy part. In it, she wrote about killing, saying, if this keeps up, there will be no safety in this house. Believers in Slender Man tie his appearances in with many other legends around the world, including the Dark Man from Scotland, the Dutch Tolkien Man, which is called the Branch Man, and the German legend of De Grossmann, the Tall Man, huh. he, who lives in the Black Forest and is a reported fairy who chases children until he catches them at night. In Romania, a similar figure called the Tall Man causes a mother to kill her husband and child before he slides from a fireplace and clenches her in a burning embrace. Whoa. That's pretty intense. It's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. A true fireside phantom. Well, yeah, Yeah. that's right. But it's like a legend that transcends all these cultures, and it's a little different. Like like Santa Claus is a little different in all these different cultures. Yeah. So Slender Man has also transcended all these different cultures, and he's a little bit tweaked in each one. That's right. An old description was found saying... 
The tall man stood in a clearing dressed as a nobleman all in black. Shadows lay over him, dark as cloudy midnight. He was pictured as having many arms, all long and boneless as snakes, mm. sharp as swords, and they writhed like worms on nails. He did not speak, but made his intentions known. And this story was written before Slenderman character. Hmm. And the English have always explained why their children have disappeared by being linked to the tree man, who is also tall and slim with appendages and looks like tree branches. Right. So all the similarities, you know. Yeah. Um, Some believe it is just a manifestation of evil from a collective consciousness focused on this Slenderman character. Mm-hmm. Others believe the Slenderman character is actually an older phantom-like creature who appears in dreams of children who then are lured away or commit awful acts. And I found two examples of stories from people who claim they had an encounter with the Slenderman before they even knew such a legend of the Slenderman existed online. Okay. This happened at about the time I was four or five. After a normal day in the life of a kindergartner, I went to sleep at about 10 o'clock or so. Half the time, I either forget my dreams or just don't dream at all. But tonight was not one of those nights. After drifting off to sleep, I began a very weird dream. I saw myself walking down a long, narrow, dark corridor, light only coming from a door at the very end. I slowly walk through the hallway to the room, which is very, very bright, and the entire room seems to be covered in white. I walk into the room, but there's nothing to explore. As I'm about done looking at this room, I turn around back through the door to get into the corridor again, and this time there's a man standing there. I just see his long, black business suit, and I start looking up closely. Okay, red tie, I think to myself, and I eventually look at his face. But there is no face. I was looking at a white orb with a neck wearing a business suit standing almost eight feet tall. Like any normal kid my age, I screamed. The scream rips me away from my dream into real life, and I'm sweating and my heart is racing. I look towards the clock to read 12.57 a.m., My dad opens the door to my room, and when he comes in, he asks what's wrong. Apparently, on my dad's recalling, he claims I said, tall stick man. Ew, really? Yeah. And then, there was a story um, of an 18-year-old female living in Oklahoma City. Um, And she said an event occurred when she was about 15. Uh Uh-huh. Um, she says, my friend, I was with her at the time of the incident, lives in a fairly decent neighborhood that was 15 minutes walking distance from a 7-Eleven. A 15-minute walk to 7-Eleven? Yeah. They're letting these kids out, you know. Man, she Never. must really need her Twinkies or you gotta something. got to have your trink- Twinkies. <laughs> her parents... <laughs> or they're sending her out to run an errand for yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Get the meth to 7-Eleven. Oh, gosh. <laughs> her parents allowed us to make late-night trips there for snacks on occasion. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure Scooby they did. snacks. Mm-hmm. As you are walking down this street to 7-Eleven, there is a park to the left. All it has in it is weird statue things. Oh, we've heard of this before. (laughs) Weird statue things. (laughs) But I was familiar with them and they didn't scare me. Mind you, it was about 1230 to 1 p.m. As I mean, 1 a.m. As we were walking by this park to the left, we could see this extremely tall figure. I recall it being as tall as the branches of surrounding trees. He seemed to be dressed all in black, extremely pale. And I'm an extremely logical person, so I wanted to validate it was just some strange tall person. I shouted repeatedly at this thing. After no response, 
we ran off as fast as possible and referred to this thing as Voldemort because that's, mm-hmm. you know, her, right. her closest reference of what it would sure. look like. Yeah. It wasn't until two years later that my friend informed me of the Slender Man. And I realized after reading about the Slender Man, whatever I saw that night looked exactly like him. Huh. So. Wow. It's, it's definitely a character that is only growing in passion online. Yeah. And if you go online, you can just read story after story after story of people He's you well know. he's definitely creepy but there's something that you said earlier that got me thinking you talked about how maybe slenderman is like there's like this this thing about the collective unconscious mm-hmm. and how you can pull characters out of it and the fact that people have already had encounters with him before he was given an actual name or identity. Right. Um, It makes me wonder if there is either just a projection happening of what they learn about him later onto their their memory, or if they've actually already pulled him out of that collective unconscious and are seeing him, but he exists in that fourth dimension somehow. It's like J.K. Rowling when she wrote Harry Potter. She actually, somebody sued saying that they were writing Harry Potter And I think they're just both dialing down the same characters in the same creative energy space. Mm -hmm. They both are writing the same kind of a story. It might be, I'm sure there's differences in it because we're all going to interpret that information a little bit differently. But it doesn't mean they're not the same characters, they're not the same idea. And I kind of have to wonder if Slenderman and what these experiences are, they're not just pulling down that information. It's a true um, experience that has happened for hundreds and hundreds of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because these two girls were tried for adult murder. I mean, yes. it's an adult crime. Those girls, and I believe, didn't they end up going to mental hospitals? They did. Yeah. One was found to be schizophrenic because they re- you know, they realized, wow, she truly believes what she says. Yeah. She's terrified of the Slenderman. Yeah. And the other girl, they said, um, they characterized her as having shared delusional experience. Oh, interesting. Which does happen. Like, I mean, there's been stories of towns where entire towns go, go, um, well, hysterical over like something that happens and they all experience it together, but then there's no real proof that anything happened. A shared delusion. A shared delusion. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that they talked about those two girls. One of them, I think it was the schizophrenic one they believed was the ringleader in the whole thing. Right. She was. And she got a sentence to a mental hospital for like 40 years. It was something crazy. No, you're right. It was yeah. a long, long time. It was and- a long time. And then the other girl got also sentenced to a mental hospital, but not for not as long. But 25 years. Shared, shared delusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it's a thing. It's it interesting. Is. Yeah. I know. Well, the sad thing is, is that they told her, I don't know if I read this, they told her that they were going to go get help after they stabbed her. Oh, that's so crap. And they never came back. And this poor girl dragged herself to the road to get discovered. She ended up living, but she yeah. was like seven days in the hospital. Yeah. They were like, that was their way of saying, Slender Man, look what we've done for you. Like they right. were doing it as like, like a fangirl situation. They were. I didn't get the sense that they were scared of him as much as they were in awe of him. Well, Slender Man promised them a mansion to live in. Um, he, really? Yeah. So basically Slender Man uh, was telling the girl that if you kill this person for me, you can be my slave or my proxy. We'll go into the woods. You can live in my mansion there. And they truly believe that. And, um, you know, they had tried to kill her a couple times before, Jeez. 
but couldn't go through with it. And finally were able to do it that, you know, they, they lured her out for hide and go seek in a park and then did it then. I just always, when I hear those types of stories, I always sit there and think to myself, what was the moment where this girl, the victim was like, wait a minute. My life might be in danger right now because she trusts these two girls and they go out into the woods and they're all hanging out. And what, what happens? Does somebody pull out a knife and go, guess what? Well, I don't know about you, but it made me think about all the psycho friends I had as a kid. (laughs) And looking back, I'm like, yeah. You're lucky that you survived your childhood. Right. Because there were so many murderers around you all the time. I got to tell this story really quick. Okay, tell it. This is a true story. My husband and I, we were walking around our neighborhood, and you know how Portland leaves out boxes of like goodies for people to take for free? Yes. And a lot of times it's just trash. Right. And sometimes they like leave books. Uh-huh. Well, I can't help myself, but I'm just so curious what other people's trash is. So I always like look in those little boxes. And one time, one time we were walking. Josh. <laughs> yeah, one time we were walking and there was a box of books. Well, I love reading. So of course, I'm like going through the books. But the top book was the most amazing book. Do you know what the title was called? No. The Haunted Vagina. No. (laughs) It was, I kid you not. I wanted to grab that book and read it, but I was too embarrassed. I was like, what if somebody sees me taking this Haunted Vagina book? Take it. And it's been such, it's been haunting me. The Haunted Vagina has been haunting me because it was probably going to be like the most amazing story. Where's my phone so I can order that right now? I want to read The Haunted Vagina. It's too late. I, I some Carol? I don't know what happened to it, but I went back the next day to try and get it, and it was gone. Of course it was. Who would walk away from a book called The Haunted Vagina? I that don't is know. the most brilliant. That's what we're going to wrap with. Keep your vagina haunted. <laughs> <laughs> The Haunted Vagina is available on Amazon for $2.99 on Kindle or $9.99. Josh, you are such what an amazing the, man of resources. What is the synopsis Thank of the story, please? It's difficult to love a woman whose vagina is a gateway to the world of the dead. <laughs> Steve, is she an older lady? <laughs> Steve is madly in love with his eccentric girlfriend, Stacy. Unfortunately, their sex life has been suffering as of late because Steve is worried about the odd noises that have been coming, coming from Stacy's... <laughs> Cubic region. No way. Oh my God. She says that her vagina is haunted. She doesn't think it's that big of a deal. Steve, on the other hand, completely disagrees. See what I mean? Isn't this the best? (laughs) When a living corpse climbs out of her during an awkward night of sex, (laughs) Stacy learns that her vagina is actually a doorway to another world. She persuades Steve. I've been told that. (laughs) She persuades Steve to climb inside of her to explore this strange new place. But once inside, Steve finds it difficult to return, especially once he meets an oddly attractive woman named Fig, <laughs> who lives within the lonely, haunted world oh, between oh, Stacy's legs. No oh, way. God. No way. You guys, oh, we got to sell this book on our website. Yeah. Everyone we on my to. Christmas list is getting that we book. Ha- we have to. Oh, it on the this is going to be on a yeah. top bestsellers list of our website. That you got to have made that up. Car- by Carlton Mellick the third, classy. <laughs> I know, Holly. Let's get haunted. The haunted vagina. Oh my god. Yeah. I want to know what other books this guy's written. Does he have a haunted penis book? <laughs> <laughs>
You know, oh. if the vagina is represented, we have to have a haunted penis. He does <laughs> not. There is. Oh, boy. Yeah, what else has he written? He's the author of The Baby Jesus Butt Plug. <laughs> oh, no. A fairy tale. <laughs> oh, and every time we meet at the Dairy Queen, your whole fucking face explodes. <laughs> <laughs> There would be people traveling along the road, and there would be a gang of bandits that would be hiding out in the trees. Stop laughing. They would be hanging out in the trees, and they would jump out of the trees, and then they would attack. They would attack the travelers, and they would take their money, and they would slit their throats. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Um, Let's see. They had a state-sponsored project drain the swamps, getting rid of the mosquitoes. Draining the swamp. <laughs> we can't say that on this podcast, Dolly. <laughs> Perhaps that's what happened. I don't know. This is just all legend and lore. We could have a singing contest. Ready? One, two, three. Uh, come on, Carol. Come on, play with me. All right. So, um... <clears throat> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really okay. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode <laughs>